Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and I am your host, John June, and of course, without a doubt, Got my guy here, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What's good? You know, here we got some Saturday games going on tonight, so that should be fun. Uh, week 18. Um, I mean, hey, man, I, I think everyone's excited just as much as everyone. If, you, if you're in New York, man, this is a good day for, for sports books and uh, and everything. It's been a long time coming, so uh, uh, we get to hope finally profit off of our our you know fa- our fantasy analysis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Greg and I, we we meant to sit here and start recording this show a while ago, but we got caught up talking about all of this betting stuff. Uh, as Greg mentioned, betting uh, online sports betting is legal in the state of New York now. Uh, so we don't have to travel uh, to New Jersey or <laughs> Connecticut to, to go do such things. Uh, we can do it from the comfort of our own, of our own home. So, um, you know, as, as you know, if you've been listening to this show for a while, we've been, Obviously, picking out picks on games and and whatnot. If you live in New York, you could, uh, uh, you know, actually start putting some of this into action. As you know, uh, I'm sure we plan to start doing as well uh, on our end here. Uh, starting, uh, well, obviously this weekend and today with these games here that we that we covered in the breakdowns yesterday, uh, actually Thursday Thursday night, but um, posted yesterday. So if you want to check those out, obviously you can go back and listen. To that or watch it on YouTube, uh, episode 242. 242, yeah, 242. Starting with the 10 and 6 New England Patriots traveling to Miami to take on the 8 and 8 Miami Dolphins. This game has a 40 point total where the New England Patriots are six and a half point favorites. Uh, in terms of weather, there is expected to be some rain in this game. Uh, it, on the Miami side, uh, they are okay in terms of injuries. On the New England side, uh, Kyle Duggar, the safety, he's out with the hand injury. Jacoby Myers is questionable with a thigh. A uh, bunch of other guys questionable uh, on the New England side. But, Greg, when it comes to the game, where are you going? I'm going to go take the over. I'm going to take the Pats to cover. And uh, I'm going to take the Pats to win. Um, yeah. On New England side, uh, I do like their running game as usual every week. Uh, Damian Harris and Ramadri Stevenson have found a groove uh, for sure. Um, they like the matchup for sure. Uh, Damian Harris uh, and Stevenson are both in that mid-tier RB2 category. Of course, whoever gets that edge is going to get the touchdowns. So uh, either one of them could have RB1 upside. Um, and as far as you know, Hunter Henry could be a serviceable tight end, someone that you could probably stream. And on Miami side... 
Uh, I'm only looking at yeah, Jalen Waddle. He's he's also uh, trying to get a record as well for rookie receiving uh, receptions this year. Uh, so he's very close to getting that. I think he definitely does get it. Um, and he's probably the the main guy I'm looking at, and uh, Mike Gusecki as well. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna I'm with you on the game here. I'm taking the over. I'm gonna take uh, New England to cover. I I will be taking uh, New England to to also win this game here. Um, in terms of the fantasy stuff uh, on the on the Miami side, in the backfield is it seems like it's Duke Johnson leading the way here. Um, so I have him as an RB three, uh, you know, volume based receiver there or running back there uh Jalen Waddle like you said he's he's he will get this record uh it's pretty yeah. inconceivable that he wouldn't uh he has he's sitting on 99 receptions uh Anquan Bolden has uh, the record 101 for think. 100 and, oh yeah 101 receptions so Jalen Waddle just needs three receptions to break that obviously everybody knows that the New, New England knows that uh I do <laughs> expect them to try to slow him down uh, he hasn't been consistently seeing the volume that that you know that's made him the the high end fantasy asset that that we that we so desire. But I'm I'd imagine them again with this record at play in Miami, uh, they do still have a shot at making the playoffs here. I th- think they have an outside shot at making the playoffs, uh, potentially uh, New England playing for a division title here. So both these teams playing for something, um, you know. I, I will expect this offense to run through Waddle, so I I will have him as a as a high end, um, high end to mid range wide receiver too. Other than that, though, I'm probably going to be out on this offense. Uh, on the New England side, you know, Damian Harris, you know, it, he he left last week's game with a hamstring injury, uh, so you know I don't know what the situation is going to be there. It seems like he's he's good to go, so you know. If, you know, they don't try to rest him or anything, they need this game. Like I said, you know, I expect him to be in that RB1 uh, range along with Ramondre Stevenson, who who obviously, you know, like you said, with those how those touchdowns fall uh, can be in that RB1, RB2 category. Uh, Jacoby Myers probably going to be a wide receiver three. And then Hunter Henry, he sits on the borderline of a tight end, a tight end one, uh, you know, opportunity here for me. Um yeah, other than that, I, you know, excited about this game. Uh, in this next game should also uh, have some 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 intrigue, especially with the fantasy side. Just more, more particularly on one side, uh, talking about four and twelve New York Jets traveling to Buffalo to take on the ten and six Buffalo Bills. This game has a forty two point total, where the Buffalo Bills are sixteen and a half point favorites. Um, this game, there's expected to be some rain in this game on the Buffalo side in terms of injuries. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, he's doubtful with the knee on the Jets. Uh, Braxton Berrios joins Elijah Moore on the injured reserve list. Uh, so both will miss this game on Sunday. Jameson Crowder returned to practice. Uh, he's been dealing with a calf injury, so it seems like he will be uh, making a return to the offense uh, to kind of just fill that void left by Berrios. Uh, left tackle George Fant, who's been filling in for Makai Becton, uh, he was also placed on the injured reserve there. So uh, Jets missing some some key some key pieces. Uh, I will take the over in this game. I will take the Jets to cover sixteen and a half. They've actually covered in each of their last three games, uh, and I will take Buffalo to win this game here. Um, you, for the fantasy side, Josh Allen high in QB one. 
Stephon Diggs, a wide receiver one, uh, Devin Singletary, high end running back two. Uh, the Jets have been better against running backs, but they also had starting running backs get injured in each of their last two games uh, with James Robinson and, and Ronald Jones. So anticipate a bit more production than they've been allowing in recent weeks. I think Gabe Davis is in play f- to be a, a nice high end wide receiver two. Cole Beasley, a, a high end wide receiver three. And then I think Dawson Knox bounces back in a major way from the goose egg that he gave you last week to be a tight end one uh, on the Jets side. Uh, Michael Carter, uh, he, he has some RB1 upside, but ultimately I have him ranked as an RB2. Uh, Jamison Crowder is a wide receiver three. Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, under. I'm going to take the Jets to cover and take the Bills to win. Um think that the Bills do dominate here. Um, they have a great game through Josh Allen. Josh Allen will, you know, do what they have to do as a QB1, uh, which includes all his skill position players. Devin Singletary has been on a tear of late. Uh, as a low end RB one, so I think you know with the matchup here, I think you gotta continue to play him as such. Um, especially you know getting in the end zone, getting receptions and everything. Stephon Diggs, low and wide receiver one, uh, wide receiver one for me. Uh, Gabriel Davis, I do like him as a play uh, when he's healthy and ready to go. Um, and Dawson Knox should bounce back here for sure. He's he's set up for the bounce back, uh, and he's been a solid tight end all year, uh, mid tier tight end one all year. So uh, I like that for him. On the Jet side. I do like Michael Carter as a play. Um, was banged up last week uh, in, in that pretty solid matchup. Uh, well, it was you know against Tampa Bay. Uh, should be back here to give you an RB2 performance. Um, and yeah, Braxton Barrios, you already know, man. He's going to bring it home. No, I just told you, man. He's oh, no. Nah, reserve. Nah. Oh, man. Is, is Elijah Moore playing at least? Yo. Like, no. Uh, did you bad, not yo. listen to the injury well, portion? Well, you know, last two weeks, yo, you know. <laughs> Robert Sala was like, oh, maybe he could come back for the last two weeks. So I was nah, hopeful. man. Sala's, uh, he's in the Pete Carroll bucket, like, where he's not, like, he's very optimistic. So maybe he's, like, a, not a full-blown liar, but he's <laughs> just super optimistic. But Berrios <laughs> and Elijah Moore are both out. James Carter is the only receiver. He's the only one to catch and passes. So. Yeah, so that's <laughs> why he's a wide receiver three for me. But, uh, yeah, nobody else on the Jets side, I'm assuming, right? No. Yeah. Uh, moving on to this next matchup, we've got the five and eleven Carolina Panthers traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the twelve and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game has a forty-two point total, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eight-point favorites. In terms of the injuries here, the weather, the weather's okay. In terms of injuries, Robbie Anderson, he's a game-time decision dealing with a, I believe it's a thigh or a quad injury. Uh, Shaq Barrett, he's out. Uh, of this game, as is JPP, as is Ronald Jones. Uh, on the, oh, that was the Tampa Bay side, and that was the Carolina side. So, Greg, where are you at with this game? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Tampa to cover, take Tampa to win. Uh, yeah, I think Tampa just kind of responds here, you know, off the, the week that they had. Um, they did get the win, but, you know, with the, the AB situation, they want to finish strong. Uh, going to the playoffs well. So I think Tom Brady plays well, uh, gets a borderline QB1 performance. Um, Ronald Jones, uh, if he's able to go, I think he's uh, in that RB2. You know, Carolina's been pretty good against the run all year. Ronald so. Jones isn't going. 
he's gone. So, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn, man, you slide him in there, you know, <laughs> slide him in Keyshawn Vaughn uh, as a RB3. I think, you know, he's going to get the volume, but he, he's in that RB3 category for me. And as far as the receivers, um, pass catchers, you know, there's no AB, there's no Godwin. Mike Evans is the only one there. Uh, so he's going to get a lot of targets. Uh, and as far as the secondary receiver, uh, hopefully Cyril Grayson. I don't know if you want to take a risk on him, but in deeper leagues, I think I'd be willing to do that. And on the Carolina side, there's not really anyone I would like to touch, actually. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Bucks to cover, taking the Bucks to win. Uh, DJ Moore on the Carolina side, is he saw eight targets last week. I probably expect that to continue. Don't know what you'll get from those eight targets, but, uh, you know, he's he's – a wide receiver three flex option in PPR leagues, uh, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, Tom Brady, I think he goes scorched earth in this game. Honestly, um, you know, Carolina uh, is not a very good team. Uh, they're reeling. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay is dealing with some adversity right now, so I think, you know, he bounces back and has a nice performance here. Uh, Mike Evans, wide receiver one. Uh, yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn. I think he's going to be the RB1 here. Uh, I think probably finish as a top 12 guy in PPR leagues, you know, if we're being honest, uh, given, you know, the game script potentially here and and the opportunity for him. Uh, Gronk, you know, should be treated as a a top five tight end option. Uh, And then, you know, Love Bell has some some intrigue, like we talked about earlier in the week. Um, You know, potentially could, you know, is auditioning for, a passing down role here with the Bucks, so um, you know maybe he has some intrigue in deeper leagues where you might need running back help. Yeah, that'd be crazy if Tampa makes a run, gets Love Bell a chip after they just got AB a chip, and you know the Steelers <laughs> got their got their rings. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty wild. Um, let's move on to the next matchup here. We've got the eight and eight New Orleans Saints traveling to. Atlanta to take on the seven and nine Atlanta Falcons. This game has a 41 point total where the New Orleans Saints are four and a half point favorites. Uh, This game's played in a dome here, so no weather concerns in terms of injuries. Atlanta's okay, uh, but New Orleans, uh, you know, they're dealing with some stuff there. Teron Armstead, he's out with the knee injury. Uh, Cornerback PJ Williams, he's out with an ankle. Cornerback Bradley Roby, he's out with the shoulder. And, uh, Mark Ingram uh, is questionable with a knee injury. I will take the under in this game. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover. I'm going to take New Orleans to win the game, though. Uh, For Atlanta, Kyle Pitts, uh, if he can go, he's a top five tight end option for me. He needs 59 receiving yards to break the rookie record held by Mike Dicka, uh, four receiving yards by a rookie tight end. Um, You know, he's sitting on 1,018 receiving yards right now. Uh, so, you know, 1,076 is the record. So uh, I think that's definitely achievable in this matchup here. Uh, Russell Gage, uh, he's a wide receiver, one option for me this week. Uh, you've already heard the list of um, cornerbacks that or defensive backs that New Orleans will be missing in this matchup here. So I definitely like him. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm, I will be out on Cordero Patterson again. I mean, single digit points for you know three four consecutive weeks now in PPR leagues he's not getting he's not getting the volume he's not getting the receiving work uh it's just he's not a guy that I'm willing to play in championship week um on the New Orleans side Taysom Hill he's a quarterback one 
uh, Marquez Callaway. He's from producing lately, uh, and I think he's a, a high-end wide receiver, too, this week going into this matchup here. Uh, and then Alvin Kamara, he's obviously an, R, an RB1. Hopefully he can get some more work uh, this week in, in uh, you know, championship, you know, the other championship week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover, but I'm going to take New Orleans to win. Um on the Saints side, uh, Taysom Hill, I uh, think is still in a good spot here. Him and Kamara are really the only guys creating this offense for this team. Uh, so this this offense runs through them them too. Uh, so I think they're both ones at their position. Uh, and on the Atlanta side, uh, Russell Gage is a great play, uh, and as well as Kyle Pitts. I'm, I'm with you on Cordero Patterson. It, you know we he's given he's gotten a lot you know a lot of leeway, uh, which he, he deserved. He, you know because he he killed all year, but after I wasn't three, giving it to him, man. I wasn't giving it to him. I'm sorry. It, I love the man, now. but he wasn't getting it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I had too much Cordell Patterson. I knew the truth. <laughs> but yeah, Kyle Pitts definitely tied in low and tied in one for me. And uh, also Russell Gage, yeah, definitely in the wide receiver two category. Definitely, man. Let's move on to this next matchup. Um, I swear if, the, if, if Seattle had something to play for, you know, we would be all over this game, but, uh, you know, Seattle's not very good. So uh, six and ten Seattle Seahawks travel to Arizona to take on the 11 and five Arizona Cardinals. This game has a 48 point total where the Arizona Cardinals are six and a half point favorites. Russell Wilson's playing for his C- Seattle legacy right here. That's what he's his Seattle for. legacy. Yes. Yes, yes, so, yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Russell this Russell Wilson. You could probably not pay him and he would still play this game and play like, <laughs> his whole. <laughs> He's um, the anti-AB, yo. anti-AB. <laughs> All he cares about is how much money he was getting paid. That's crazy. Oh, man. Um. All right. So where were we? The uh, Arizona Cardinals six and a half point favorites. In terms of the weather, we are okay because this game is in a dome, so no, nothing to be concerned about there. Uh, in terms of injuries, James Conner, he's questionable with a heel. I think he returned to practice this week. I hope so because Chase Edmonds, who's dealing with a rib injury, is out wow. of this game on Sunday. Cornerback uh, Marco Wilson dealing with a shoulder injury. He's also out. J.J. Watt, he is designated to return from injury reserve. No, no, no idea if he'll make it back from this game. Crazy. He's a beast. I mean, the dude, this is his second time in his career. Him and TJ. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> had a season-ending injury and has <laughs> returned. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Jordan Phillips, uh, he's out with a knee injury. Rondell Moore, he's out with an ankle on the Seattle side. Brandon Shell, he's out with a shoulder. Cornerback uh, John Reed, he's out with a concussion. And linebacker Bobby Wagner, he is out with a knee injury. Greg. What say you? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Seattle to cover, and I'm going to take Arizona to win. I think Seattle makes, you know, Arizona work for this uh, NFC West title. Um, so on Seattle side, I do like Russell Wilson as a borderline QB1. Uh, I do like Rashad Penny as an RB1. Um, he's been just killing in this stretch of late. Uh, and, I, hey, man, I guess the receivers are back. Yo, DK, I got a slide, man, as a top. Uh, wide receiver too, you know he's he's got to be there for me. Uh, he's 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 going he's there for a, a big day. Tyler Lockett uh, also in that same category as well. And on the Arizona side, K1 Kyler Murray you already know QB1. 
uh, James Conner, if he's able to go, no Chase Edmonds. He's started the week category for me here, uh, especially week with the, you know, the, the matchup and everything. And Christian Kirk uh, should be the number one receiver and be, you know, there for a lot of targets with AJ Green as well, who's been solid the last couple weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on this game. I'm taking the over. I'm taking Seattle to cover. I'm taking Arizona to win. Um, you know, James Conner. For me, he's an RB1 without Edmonds if he goes. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray, he's, he's a quarterback one for sure. Uh, he's, he's got a lead. I mean, he's about to enter his first playoff, you know, appearance in his career next week. Um, he's like, I think that we've got to see a different Kyler Murray. Like, we've got to see him kind of take over, um, yeah. you know, MVP Kyler. Um, Christian Kirk, I think he's a wide receiver one. Uh, you know, Zach Ertz, he's a tight end one, you know, Anton Wesley, he's been, he's been a touchdown machine as of late, not seeing enough work to be, you know, to be a playable asset, but definitely a name, uh, you know, if you play in, you know, playoff, uh, if you're playing in any playoff contest or anything like that, you know, he's probably a name that you want to keep an eye on going forward. Uh, and then Russ is in a really good spot here. Uh, he was mm-hmm. definitely in the start of the week, uh, consideration for me. Um, but you know, uh, you know, I think he definitely finishes out as a QB one, uh, high end, mid range, high end QB one. Over Rashad Penny, I'm with you there. He's he's definitely an RB one, and a DK Metcalf. I totally agree. He's a wide receiver too. Uh, he's he's gonna he's got that wide receiver one upside. Um, you know, and I hope nobody, everybody remembers what I wasn't saying. I wasn't saying a bench DK. I just said, hey, we just gotta adjust expectations. He's like a wide receiver mm-hmm. three flex option, and now he's a wide receiver two with some wide receiver one upside. And I think the same goes for Tyler Lockett, who's uh, who's been a bit down since coming back from, from the COVID list. So, um, you know, I think Russell Wilson can elevate his play this week in a good matchup. I think, uh, you know, DK and, and Tyler Lockett can do the same. Yeah, moving, absolutely. Mo- moving on to this next matchup, we've got the 9-7 and seven San Francisco 49ers traveling to LA to take on the 12 and 4 LA Rams. This game has a 45 point total. The LA Rams are 4 point favorites. In terms of weather, we are okay. The Rams are okay in terms of injuries. Jimmy G on the Niners side, he's questionable, expected to play in this game. Uh, dealing with that thumb injury, seems like he's making his way back. And then uh, for good news for Elijah Mitchell, not on the injury report. In terms of the matchup here, Sean McVay is 0 <laughs> 0-5. 0-5 against Kyle Shanahan. And that had nothing to do with me picking this game. I was picking the Niners either way. I'm taking the over. Yes, I'm taking, taking the Niners <laughs> to cover. I'm taking the Niners to win. It had nothing to do. It's just like when you look at the teams and how they're matched up, the Niners are playing better football right now on both yep. sides of the football, offensively and defensively. I mean, they're the second best pass defense in terms of, of uh, EPA on early downs. They're top six on in uh, both rush offense and rush defense on in EPA on early downs. They're just playing really good football. We saw them do it, whether it was Trey Lance at quarterback last week and Jimmy G, they get him back. And he, he really is the point guard that this offense needs. So uh, on the on the Rams side, I'm going to take Cooper Cup. 
uh, obviously as a wide receiver one, probably the wide receiver one or two. Uh, needs just needs 12 catches, 136 receiving yards to break the all-time receptions record or single-season receptions record previously held by Michael Thomas uh, with 100. You know, Michael Thomas has 149, um, and the 136 yards would give him the all-time receiving record previously held by Calvin Johnson. So, don't know if he gets those. Uh, those are some big numbers. Uh, Greg, you and I were going through those numbers the other day. He's only done some of those things once or, you know, a few, a couple times. I don't, he's, I don't think he's done 12 catches uh, all season. Um, so these are, it's going to be a remarkable feat. I hope he does. I will be rooting for him to get it. Uh, either way, he's in your lineup. Sonny Michelle and RB1 for sure. Um, Stafford, he's going to the bench for me this week. He couldn't get it done in good matchups. And, and now we've got a bad matchup or not. So great matchup coming here. Uh, so I'm, I'm probably going to stay away from him and the rest of the Rams. Uh, but on the Niners side, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, all ones at their position, uh, with, 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 um, Jimmy Garoppolo back. I expect Brandon Ayuk to be a, a wide receiver three option. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking the over. I'm taking San Fran to cover and uh, San Fran to win the game. Um, Jimmy G, uh, hopefully, if he can go, I mean, glad, you know, he's not losing his starting position with the, the injury and stuff. So he's he's going to go. He's he's perfect for this offense uh, as well as Trey Lance. But I like him as a play streaming quarterback. Eli Mitchell, definitely a RB1 for me. Uh, Debo Samuel, wide receiver one and George Kittle tight end one uh, with you on those skill positions there. Uh, and Brandon Ayuk, I think, is a wide receiver, wide receiver, low one wide receiver two category, uh, especially if, you know, yeah, it doesn't even matter because, you know, they move Debo Samuel around so much. You don't really know who Jalen Ramsey is going to be on. Uh, on the Rams side, uh, Matt Stafford, he's a high low end QB one for me. Uh, Odell's been playing well late, getting touchdowns. So I think he's in that wide receiver two category. Um, and Sony Michelle uh, also in that RB2 category for me. And as far as the receivers, Cooper Cup, you got to play him every week as the one you expect him to, to finish at, at that place. Uh, and Tyler Higby could be a serviceable tight end. Let's say you're in a super flex league and you had to play one of these two quarterbacks as your second quarterback. Which one would you play? Jimmy G or Matt Stafford? Yeah. Uh, I think I'd go Jimmy G. That guy would too, which sounds just, crazy to say. Well, I'm expecting Matt Stafford to throw at least a pick or <laughs> at least a pick. <laughs> yeah, at least a pick. I mean, the <laughs> Niners have been the Niners have been pretty good against quarterbacks uh, in the last three weeks. He gets all, like he just goes ballistic in the fourth quarter because he has to because like the. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. he's he's throwing a pick six. Yeah, yeah. Fourth, fourth quarter, Matt Stafford has been money this year. <laughs> um, because you're used to that with the Lions. Making those fourth quarter comebacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to this next matchup here. The last matchup of the regular season. Ooh, most important. This most is it right important. here. It's basically a playoff game. Yep. Unless... Who is it that has to lose? The Titans lose? Oh, well, yeah. Which, yeah. I guess everyone's assuming they're going to win. So that's why this is a. Or is it if the Colts lose? If the Colts lose to Jacksonville, that's that's the one. If the Colts lose oh, okay. to Jacksonville. The Raiders are in. 
no, the the these teams just have to tie. Oh, both. They're both in. Oh. <laughs> so they could literally just kneel for for six for the whole minutes. entire game. <laughs> oh man, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Indy wins. So this matters a lot because the fact that the Raiders are in this to begin with are is in, insane. Crazy, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Um. But let's talk about the game. We've got the nine and seven LA Chargers traveling to Vegas to take on the nine and seven Las Vegas Raiders division rivals here. Playing they haven't played in a game more important than this one right here since nineteen eighty one when they met in a playoff game. So this game is basically a playoff game. So this is basically the most important game since that game. Uh, has a 50 point total. I think it's actually 49 and a half. 49, yeah, 40, 49 and thing. So 49 and a half point total. Uh, the LA Chargers are three point favorites. In terms of weather, we're okay here. In terms of injuries, Josh Jacobs dealing with a rib injury. He's questionable. Darren Waller off the COVID list still. I think he was activated off the injured reserve as well. Or he was never on the injured reserve, actually. He was just on the COVID list. Um, but he's questionable with that knee injury that's kept him out since Thanksgiving. Uh, Casey Hayward, he's questionable with an ankle and the Chargers. They're okay in terms of injuries. Greg, in terms of this game, where are you going here? I was, I'm so close to picking the Raiders. Like, I really do like the strengths of the Raiders with their run game and, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro getting it done. But, I think this is where Justin Herbert just ascends on Sunday night. This is, you know, why you drafted Justin Herbert to be a franchise quarterback to get wins like this. So I'm going to take the over and take the Chargers to cover, Chargers to win, field goal game for sure. Uh, on the Chargers side, Justin Herbert, top five play, top, I think he gets a top three play. He gets one of those games here. Uh, Austin Eckler uh, in play as well as RB1. Uh, Keenan Allen, RB1, I mean, wide receiver one as well. Just got his 100th reception last week. So another 100 reception, 1,000-yard season for him. Uh, it's been money this year. Uh, and Jared Cook, I think, is a, a serviceable tight end, a streaming conversation. Um, and as far as the Raiders side, Derek Carr, I think he's also in play here. Uh, he's just been solid all year. He's one of the leaders in, in passing yards. Um, I think he's top five for sure. You know, he's he's in a lower, low-end QB1 category for me. Josh Jacobs, if he's able to go, is in a sweet spot here as a, a high in RB1. And Hunter Renfro, you already know how I feel about him. He's just been consistently uh, pretty good through this whole season. Uh, got another touchdown last week. So he's uh, low in, a high in wide receiver two for me. What's some wide receiver one upside? And Foster Moreau is in play because the Chargers are bad against the run and the tight end uh, if Darren Waller can't go. But, uh, yeah, Justin Herbert gets it done, man. The Herb. Yeah, uh, I have to pick the Chargers here because <laughs> I, the Chargers are my pick for the AFC Championship game. So, therefore, I have to pick them to win this game <laughs> because I actually have picked the Chargers to be a playoff team. I bet the Chargers to be a playoff team back in August or July. So, I <laughs> uh, believe that the Chargers win this game. I'm taking the over. I will take the Vegas Raiders to cover because... Yeah, it's going to be close. AFC West games are crazy. True. True. Um, The Raiders very well could, could, you know, lose in a one-point loss. I mean, we know 
Brandon Staley doesn't kick field goals. So True. You could very I well have the whole scores. Yep. <laughs> you could very well have a one or two point win here for the LA Chargers. Uh, on in terms of the fantasy side, Justin Herbert a QB one, Austin Eckler an RB one, um, Keenan Allen. I agree, he's definitely a wide receiver one. Mike Williams always in line to make a big play. So. You know, I definitely think he's got to be in your lineup there uh, as a high-end wide receiver, too. Um, on the Raiders side, Derek Carr, definitely a QB1 in this one. I think he's uh, – I have him ranked as the quarterback 11 this week. Yeah, if Waller goes, I mean, the fact that he's questionable because yeah. uh, he'd been doubtful up until this week, if he goes, he's very much in play uh, as, you know, easily a tight end one in a great matchup. Um, obviously if he can't, I like Foster Moreau, who is my tight end stream of the week. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he's in a very nice matchup, but like we said, dealing with this rib injury. So if he can go, I, I would, I would be all over him as a, as a, as an RB one, but if he can't go, then you definitely should have Peyton Barber uh, on your bench, ready to go. And I, I would see him as a, a volume based RB two, potentially, uh, Hunter Renfro, I mean, he's a wide receiver too, uh, but he's having one of the better, one of the best seasons by a Raiders wide receiver. Uh, you know, he, he's believe he's uh believe he notches his first, well, he notched his first thousand yard season, which was the first since Amari Cooper. Uh, was a Raiders and Mark Cooper has been a Dallas Cowboy for like four years now. Um, <laughs> but he's also has an opportunity to, to break the catches record, uh, which is currently held by um, Hall of Famer Jerry Rice. So uh, I don't have the exact number, forgive me, uh, but he definitely can break this record and, uh, you know, is definitely in. It has a, a shot at doing it. So, like you said, Greg, you've been all over Hunter Renfro all year. Um, you know, I remember you wanted to add him in like one of our one of our co-owned our co-managed teams, and I was like, Nah, man, we have Cortland Sutton, we're good. <laughs> uh, so, oh man, that's pretty much 2021 in a nutshell there. But Thanks. Greg, let's talk, let's talk about these starts of the week. Yes, uh, sir. Who's your quarterback start of the week this week, Greg? Hey, man, the reason why I didn't pick the Raiders, I said it, is because Justin Herbert's got to get it done. The Herb going against Vegas, I uh, think this is one of these special games here in primetime. Uh, you know, he's been a, a low a QB1 all year, some consi- inconsistency here, but I think he, he gets one of those, you know, over 300-yard days, three touchdowns. Um, I think he gets a monster day when he gets to all his players, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, everybody. Silent assassin. Uh, that's what Herbert will be on Sunday. Because, uh, I mean, never seen him in a do or die. Uh, but Word. We'll, we Word. Get, we'll get a, we get our first <laughs> look at Herbert in a do or die on Sunday. Uh, my quarterback start of the week. Um, again, I talked about Russell Wilson potentially being uh, in in line for this. I actually thought about Herbert too, um, but ended up going with Tom Brady. 
Uh, he can't get to the number one seed, but he can get to the number two, two seed, which could mean an extra playoff game. Like I said before, been dealing with some adversity. Now you got A.B. out there in the streets talking crazy about my man. So <laughs> <Word out. laughs> We know how how Tom Brady does when his back is against the wall. He's playing at home. Uh, he's a QB. He's He is my QB one this week. Uh, facing off a Car- against a Carolina team that allows the 10th most fancy points to opposing quarterbacks in the last three weeks. Uh, Tom Brady, who is not very good in December, uh, but he's great in January. So it, it, last I checked is January. So start the man up. Yes, sir. I'm with that for sure. TV 12. Greg, your running back start of the week, brother. What do you got? I'm going to go with uh, obviously James Conner is a huge player. I think I like him, but I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson. Going against the Giants, uh, I think it's a very solid matchup here. Uh, I think he's probably you know the only offensive weapon that the, the Washington football team have, and the Giants have not been very good against the running back position. Uh, especially you know last week they just gave up two touchdowns to David Montgomery. Um, so another you know, who had 22 carries. I think if Antonio Gibson gets that volume, uh, he's in for a, a great day. Um, you know hasn't had 20 carries since the, the Raiders game, but I think you know the game script and everything should be in favor for him. Yeah, I like that one. Like I, like we said before, I mean, I think I said earlier in the week, whoever plays in this game at the run of that position, whether it's AG or or uh, Jared Patterson is in for a nice spot. So AG is healthy. This is a very nice spot for him. So I like it. My running back start of the week uh, is a guy that, again, should be available, should be widely available in your leagues, which is only 13 <laughs> percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. Uh, but he has like RB1 potential this week. Uh, Samaje Piran getting a spot start here with Joe Mixon out on the COVID list. Piran will be the lead guy for a Cincinnati offense that will probably be without their starters. And he should be the focal point of their number two offense. Should be, again, like I said, thir- rostered in 13% of Yahoo leagues. He should be available in your league and is also a nice low budget DFS option as well. Yeah, definitely like that for sure. Yeah, he's going to be out there for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And this is what week 18 does. I mean, this was a COVID thing, so I can't really blame this one on week 18. But, hey, man, I remember a week 17 fantasy championship starting Joe McKnight, uh, picking up Joe McKnight and starting him. He had 159 rushing yards. I remember that. I I do, yeah. That's (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Um, Moving on to the... Wide receiver position, Greg. Who's your wide receiver start of the week, brother? There's some good options here. I was very leaning towards Donner Mooney, so he's my honorable mention. But once you know, I got the news about my man Deontay Johnson getting off the COVID list, going against Baltimore. It's just set up for an amazing day. Like, he's got this game. The Steelers still have a, a shot. You know, they're going to go hard. It's Big Ben's possible last game against Baltimore. You know, he's got to you know get it done, to hopefully, to get it to his main guy, Deontay Johnson, in for another 10-plus target day against this JV secondary, the Baltimore Ravens. So, I think he gets it done. I still have no idea how the Baltimore Ravens were favored by five and a half in this game. <laughs> Tyler Huntley has not won an NFL game yet. Uh, either as a starter or coming into this game. So I had just no idea how he was favored. Although, did you know, I found this out today, Tyler Huntley actually beat Lamar Jackson in a college, in a high school playoff game back. I thought Lamar was undefeated before. Well, before, uh, I don't know, maybe he lost to Louisville, but still. That... Yeah, that's a good point. 
Well, maybe. I feel, well, I heard, I heard, it, I heard the stat on NFL Network this morning that Tyler Huntley beat might be right. Lamar Jackson in a playoff game back in their hometown of Florida. So uh, that's actually interesting. Very yeah, interesting. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, I, I still think, I still think they, I think Tyler Huntley gets his first win in this game, but Deontay Johnson will definitely have a big game against this uh, not very good Baltimore secondary. My wide receiver start of the week. Out of this world, I'm going Marquez Callaway. <laughs> Over the last three weeks, uh, he's seen a 36% target share. He's averaging a 70 is he's averaging 17 yards per reception, and he's got a 63% catch rate. He has been this team's pass offense, uh, and like I said, they they need uh, New Orleans needs to win this game to have a shot at making the playoffs. They also they need some help, um, but all the all the stops are coming out this week, and so I think. Callaway, uh, you know, I expect him to continue what he's done in recent weeks and and have a, a possible wide receiver one finish. Yeah, yeah. Greg, your tight end start of the week, brother, and why is it Dalton Schultz? Because you know he's going against Philly, <laughs> the number one. <laughs> I mean, one of the worst teams against the tight end position. He got came over ten targets last week, uh, not averaging about eight, nine, like nine in the last two games. Had a, one of the season high snap shares last week at ninety four percent. Man, Dawson shows, man, he's got kid <laughs> against Philly, y'all. So thanks for the lob there. It was perfect. It was perfect setup. Oh, yeah, no doubt, man, because in my notes, I said I want to pick Dalton Schultz, but this has Greg written all over it, so <laughs> I'm going with my guy, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I think he gets the yardage record, uh, the yardage needed to get the record, uh, like we, like I talked about, the 59 yards that he needs to break Mike, Dick, Mike Dicka's record that's been holding, uh, that's been held since 1961. How crazy is that? Uh, the record's been around forever. Uh so, you know, I think he, like I said, he gets the yardage needed to, to do that. But I also think he's, you know, again, he's underperformed in the touchdown department. No tight end has underperformed more uh, in, when it comes to touchdowns than Kyle Pitts this season, who should have had seven and a half. He's only had one. Uh, that's a difference of six and a half. Again, the next highest, uh, the next best, the next largest differential than, that comes after that is uh, less than five. So, uh, he's, you know, more than one and a half greater than the, than number two in that category. So he could even get some possible touchdown regression in this game, right? Like that could happen. So, um, Kyle Pitts, again, I think we're just seeing like this, this, the surface being scratched here with what I think will be uh, a top three tight end going forward in fantasy. Yeah, man. Um, I'm ready for next year, you know, to, Take him in those high rounds with uh, the names like Kelsey, you know, Waller, and, um, Kittle. Uh, he should be right there. You should and be Andrews, ashamed of yourself. Mark Andrews. I was going to say, bro, you should be ashamed of yourself. You just, <laughs> All the work just... Mike Andrews did. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, yeah, I think that's that's it for the starts of the week there. Um, let's move on to some get money and I will get the results. I, I think there's a, there's gotta be a way to do it, uh, for us to check, uh, all of our matchups against each other. Um, but I will definitely take a look at that and we will announce it on the show. Uh, cause people deserve that. But Greg, I believe you had the first pick last week. So I think I get the first pick this week. Yep. Yep. 
I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor, 10-2. Slide that in. Word, word, word. I'm going to go with uh, my first pick. I'm going to take Deontay Johnson at wide receiver, 7,600, going against Baltimore. Okay, nice. Uh, with my second running back pick, I'm going to take Samaje Pirine. He's 6,500, going up against Cleveland, my running back start of the week. I'm going to take Najee Harris as well, uh, 8,500, running back uh, as my RB1. Nice. I like that. I'm going to go with. James Connor in my flex 7K. I feel really good about this running back, this trio of running backs yeah, that I have right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm gonna go with Darnell Mooney as my second wide receiver, uh, 6300. Honorable mention start of the week wide receiver, so he's got a really good matchup as well. Nice. Uh, my quarterback. I'm actually gonna go Josh Allen, 8800, going up against the Jets. Uh, at my third wide receiver, I'm going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown, 7,500, uh, going against Green Bay. Um, yeah, you know, finish this year strong. No wide receiver, <laughs> not even Jamar Chase, has more fantasy points during the Ooh. fantasy point playoff during the fantasy playoffs than Amon Ross St. Brown. Wow. Dude is, dude is going to be a stud. Just wait till they get him a quarterback. <laughs> uh, for my... First wide receiver, I'm actually going to go by start of the week at wide receiver. Marquez Callaway, 5,900, going up against Atlanta. I'm going to go as my second RB. I'm going to go Dar Gumawale, uh, 5,600, going against Indy. That's, that's cheap. Yeah, yeah that's I need that cheap play. That's, yeah. Some, yeah. that's some cheap volume right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It I is. Like it that. is. <laughs> uh, for my second wide receiver, I'm going to go with Gabriel Davis, 5,200. Getting that stack going up against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with the person that gets Marquez Calla with the ball, Taysom Hill, at my quarterback position, 7,700, going against Atlanta. It's a nice leverage play, too, because uh, Taysom Hill doesn't even need Marquez Callaway to get to have a good day. <laughs> word, word. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for my third wide receiver. I'm going to go Christian Kirk, uh, 6,200. Uh, going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, definitely love that. Um, in my flex, I'm going David Montgomery, 7,600, going against Minnesota. Uh, at defense, I'm going to go Tampa Bay, 4,200, going up against uh, Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. Enough said. Uh, tight end, I'm going Pat Farmer from Heavy Steelers right now, uh, 5,200. Uh, slide him in there, tight end position going against Baltimore. You are heavy Steelers. Uh, I I actually was my tight end was gonna be Dawson Knox. I was gonna get that stack here with uh, Josh Allen, but I just saw that I could pay two hundred dollars less and afford my tight end start of the week and Kyle Pitts. So uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and do that there and get Kyle Pitts in here. Yeah, get get your boy in there. You know, put the money where mouth is. And at defense, I'm going to go at this floor someone cheap, 3900 I'm going with the Chicago Bears, uh, going against Minnesota. Hopefully, Robert Quinn can get some some more sacks, break this, whatever sack record he's got. He's got some money incentives, too, so I know he needs some some more sacks. There you go. I mean, between him and TJ Watt, both of those guys trailing, I think, Michael Strahan's uh, all-time sa- or single-season sack record. 
Um, I think straight. I think TJ Watts at 21 and a half, and mm. Robert Quinn's at 22. I think. Ooh. Was it 20? I, I don't remember. Yeah, but some, yeah. Some, somewhere in the 20 number. Um, but Michael Strahan has the record 22 and a half. So uh, TJ Watt basically a sack behind him. Um, all right, y'all. That was it. That was the last time we will do this for the 2021-2022 NFL season. I uh, hope that you enjoyed the show all year, uh, whether it was us picking games, us doing recaps, uh, starts of the week type stuff, uh, all that. Um, but, yeah, we will um, catch y'all next week. Um Probably not going to do a recap show. Probably no need for that. Uh, so we will do hits and misses. Uh, so you got to come back next week and we'll do some misses. Um, maybe not next week. I don't know. We'll figure out the exact scheduling, but you'll get the alert when it's posted. But anyway, y'all have a good one. Good luck in the rest of your championship matchups. And we'll talk to y'all later. Have a good one. We're out of here. Peace. Word. Bet responsibly, yo. We out.